Imagine creating a brand for yourself and your sport in a country where motor racing is taxed and is considered as entertainment. This is exactly what Jamie Shaw, a young motorsport athlete from Mumbai, is striving to do. I got a lot of reality checks with this conversation and I'm sure you will too. Tune in for an amazingly insightful episode. Hi Jamie, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing all right. <laughs> Finally, we've got to record this episode. I remember having you as a potential guest since a long time. So thank you for coming on the story truck. Yeah, um, I'm really sorry about constantly delaying it. It's just really slightly, I'd say, uh, like my my schedule is very haywire. Mm-hmm. I can't really have a fixed schedule simply because everything's on the spot impromptu plans whether it's with the videography or the right. racing or more or less simply because i am trying to let's say build my career which means that i have to do things which are in favor of a lot of other people mm-hmm. i can't be too demanding which means that i have to run by their times so it's simply because of that i'm sorry <laughs> no that's completely okay but I just had a question with respect to that since you said it's very erratic so can you ever plan your day or that's not a possibility uh it's definitely possible i wouldn't say it's not possible it's just that even by those plans it's it's not the best thing to let's say stick to that schedule from what i have realized i have tried my best coming up with schedules and what my day should look like what it should be like but it's just that very honestly right now it's all effort based if i do more work i i grow more right. so with me because of that i try doing a lot because of which i have to constantly deal with a lot of different things mm-hmm. so right now just a few things that i i sort of need to deal with are i do videography on the side with racing as a side hustle really just so that i can help fund motorsport a little more yeah. so i mean it it'll barely ever bring the funds i require but even if it's 1% of what i require that's still 1% less that i need to now acquire for motorsport so with videography there comes a lot of time i need to involve in that then of course there's my studies mm-hmm. and then just day to day things that i need to do for myself like my workout or managing my instagram profile mm-hmm. so these things i i try scheduling out but really like sometimes one thing takes 3 hours when it should have taken one and then you and then your whole day is let's say then it's it's just ruined you know mm-hmm. so the way i go is i keep in mind targets and goals and i try achieving as many of them as i can that's that's it so are you the kind of person who writes down a list of things they need to get done in the day at the start of the day or maybe the previous night and then you try and get it done is that how you approach <laughs> so today is monday my list would probably go until wednesday thursday but like i said you know right. every single every single hour for instance like simple things when they happen very very random but for instance on friday i was stopped at a signal and now this scooter out of nowhere has come and rammed into my car now again i need to add on to my agenda to go get my car repaired you know when, how all yeah. these different things so then that comes into my schedule and of course these are things you don't plan for so this is very unplanned but then there are also other things that are let's say they could be planned but it's just been too time consuming the other things i absolutely dislike saying i don't have the time i always prefer saying i was not able to create the time right but uh, like yeah so i i blame myself if i don't get things done like for instance if i need to record uh reels for instagram you know and i'm not able to get it done it's because i have not devoted my time towards reels i've devoted it towards let's say uh fixing my car or working on my clients in videography right. uh working on sponsors workout whatever it is mm-hmm. so that's that's practically it but from the way you're talking it looks like you are kind of maintaining a balance so it's pretty chill it seems like that so that's fine i mean i'm a semi workaholic myself i try and manage the podcast and college and events and all at the same time but what worked for me personally was like you know just getting like 
managing like short term achievable goals uh, rather than long term so like you know even when you you get your thing done you're satisfied and you're like okay now you know you can go go ahead with the next task so anyway since you mentioned uh, instagram reels i wanted to know what was the main purpose behind you starting to post content related to um formula 1 and the facts and all of that right so there are there are two main reasons and i will not ever not admit to one or both of them so the first one in no order really is to grow myself as a brand i am at the end of the day an athlete who needs to get coverage because that's the only thing sponsors would let's say look at when they look at athletes especially in a sport like mine where coverage is slightly not as great as other sports definitely not as great as other sports when people don't know more than four words in this sport michael schumacher formula 1 that's it if i told someone i wanted to be an endurance racing athlete they would not have a clue and the thing is i don't blame them which comes to my second point which is educating people about my sport so when i let's say uh, speak about something i like to ensure that i know as much as i can about it and at the same time i am learning too so it's a great way for me to keep in check what i know my knowledge about the sport and in a way i really enjoy uh teaching people you can say to the best of my ability so mm. i enjoy putting out information that people even if it's just one person who says that cool i learned something new today or okay motorsport is something that i want to be a fan of or follow i want to know more about what he's talking about that's my goal achieved because my aim was to educate someone about something they might have not known about mm-hmm. or really just to tell someone about something because it's far too difficult to search about these things on the internet for instance i'll give you an example today everyone knows that michael schumacher you know suffered uh, a head injury when he had a crash when he went skiing not a lot of people even know in great detail about it for instance he actually had a gopro mounted on his helmet and that gopro when when he had the impact it punched into his helmet and that's how he got the the injury so you know mm. there are a lot of different things just because it's motorsport if something like this happened to tendulkar everyone would have known everything about him you know exactly. but because because it's motorsport it's not mm. so you know people are, they don't know much about it and i don't blame them so my aim yes is to grow myself as a brand because at the end of the day i am a brand i have to promote myself in order for sponsors to let's say trust me to promote them and the other reason is to provide or educate people about motorsport right 100% agree especially with the personal branding part i think if anyone in today's day and age like you have to eventually create kind of like a brand for yourself not in a way that where you have to market yourself and for you especially like regarding sponsors and also i just wanted to know like could you tell our audience a bit about that and like because it is um, a finance consuming sport so how can we help and how can we just be more i don't know just be there for you people like you so i mean one thing you could do for me or for any motorsport athlete out there is uh, especially if they have let's say a social media platform just promote it that's like the simplest thing you could do and that would be really helpful so right. that's one way of looking at it another way of seeing it which is a step higher which i don't expect everyone to do because i myself would think twice before let's say uh, giving my money to someone else you know because firstly it's not my money so it's my it's my dad's or my mom's whatever but so i mean another step away from another step ahead from promoting my social medias could be actually connecting me to people who you might think might be able to help me so whenever this is something i do with absolutely everyone i speak to my teachers my classmates my college friends people i've met out of the blue and i just very straightforward tell them i wanted to speak to you about my career and they'd say okay what and i'd give them a literally a list of different ways in which they might be able to help me and the first thing is if you know anyone whether he is if he is within the automotive industry or if he is associated to motorsports usually these guys can also be of great help especially if you are not being coached under someone like me 
I'm not under the guidance of any other motorsport athlete. I I don't have a mentor or a coach. It becomes that much harder, more difficult right. to really progress without knowing these different things. You sometimes learn the hard way, which isn't always the best situation. So when you get in touch with different drivers, you understand their careers. You understand. a lot more about what would they do in that situation and that can really help you as long as you don't go crazy that's because everyone's going to have a different opinion you just got to choose the final decision that you need to make for yourself so i would say another way uh, the audience can help me is i mean if you guys know anyone within the automotive industry if you guys know anyone within any industry who is maybe looking at helping a young and aspiring athlete who might be interested in just promoting his brand or just helping in general that would be great and the final step would be let's funding me through your own uh, right. personal ability that would be <laughs> the the ultimate uh, way to help me out no i 100% agree and uh, do you think after posting content like reels on instagram and you know maybe speaking about it more you've kind of built a community and there has been some kind of engagement and involvement or help has been provided how has it helped you social media 1000% i'd say it's helped me out and really the best thing i'd say about this is because i am in touch with people and i don't mean to say that they are like famous people and all that no I am in touch with people who I would have not ever known before I really posted a reel you know yeah. so it's awesome to just have these guys I I really chat with god knows how many of these people they send me memes I send them memes they send me info they ask me questions I ask them questions a lot of the guys out there actually have the knowledge too they just don't really post anything themselves yeah. it's great to hold a conversation with such people you know I find it great to hold conversations with people who are even wanting to learn more about it. So I am in general more or less a very open person. I really try responding to all my messages on Instagram about whatever concern or something they want clarity on. Whether they even ask me about my career, it's usually people who ask me how do I start off in motorsport, and I don't tell them this is how you start off. I quite honestly tell them this is what motorsport is like. do you really want to join it because yeah it it's basically a bubble that you need to you know like get them out of it all looks good from far but it's far from good so you know that's just something you as a race driver need to tell them about it's the same thing when i approach other race drivers for help you know those guys give me a reality check and to an extent they know that i am let's say slightly mature enough to know that I am trying my best. It is all effort based right now. So I am trying my absolute best. But at the end of the day there's such a huge role that money plays. There are there's money all over the world, you know. You just need to get it and sort of you need to use it to pay for your career because no one really said that the money needs to come out of your pocket. It could be sponsors, mm. it could be trusts, friends helping you out, god knows what. But at the end of the day this is the amount you need to collect this amount if you don't collect the amount if you're going to spend through your family you know so basically my point is i have sort of come to a conclusion that i will try my best to be a part of the squad the aim is to be a part of the squad but when it is hurt if it is hurting my family then that means that it's not the right time there is right. there is something that you know needs to change so that's that's basically my reality mm-hmm. and the difference i'd say I don't mean to brag while saying this but the difference between me and another race driver a lot of them uh, really especially when they just start off they really have the aim of reaching formula 1 it's not it's not really bad to think of it that way but you have to understand the sport a lot more to even be thinking about reaching a place like formula 1 simply because it has a lot to do with money If you have the funds today in motorsport you can even race in formula 2 that's how high up you can go mm-hmm. so that's how much of a role money really plays but i don't know so many people who personally approach me on instagram who might have those funds you know if they have those funds then they've got enough people to speak about to right. so so when people approach me i don't approach them with the mindset that he has this much money to spend or that much money to spend i tell them my way of seeing the sport and i sort of cross question them 
what my what is your goal have you learned about this do you know about that and i give them as much help as i can from my own personal experience at the end of the day i'm not a professional uh coach you know right so there's that much help i can really offer but i mean it all boils down to perspective right it's someone who's been there done that and you are giving insights to another person which is really great but uh, i wanted to know what is the reality check what do you actually end up telling people um what's right. far from so, good so the first thing i would uh let's say the the thing that i keep telling other people usually because mostly because i joined monisport when i was 15 years old 15 is supposedly very late you usually join when you're 5 6 7 but when you're 5 6 7 you don't join your parents sort of push you into the sport you know unless at a very young age you've just done something out of the blue which makes your parents feel like let me just you know put him into motorsport let's see what it's like it was not the same for me it was a very different journey for me so when i was 15 when i joined motorsport i was told by a lot of people you're wasting your dad's money you're far too old you know all these different different things mm. most of the times it was constructive criticism or it was people who were just criticizing what i did in order to protect me from let's say going you know underground right they were just trying to help me out so i have nothing against uh, like anyone really and uh, the first thing that i'd say to someone is i ask them a bunch of questions i ask them where they are sit like located i ask them what their age is what their final goal is how much they know about motorsport how long have they been following motorsport for do they have any experience in this sport have they just seen it somewhere what is their final goal like i said and m- most importantly what is a budget that they think they can spend per month in motorsport in motorsport this is how it works if you have 1 lakh you spend 1 lakh if you have 1 crore you spend 1 crore because the amount you spend determines how much practice you get the amount of practice you get and of course it also determines the ch- like if you can even participate because today for instance in uh touring car championships in india the participation cost alone for these national championships is anywhere between 4 and 12 lakhs you know 4 and 8 lakhs these are, this is just your registration cost whether you perform well whether you don't perform well your travel stay right everything so you really need to come to terms with you are spending this much do you have a goal in mind or are you doing this as a hobby because if you're doing this as a hobby i personally would not recommend it unless you actually want to just have fun and you don't mind spending your money that's usually not the that's not possible for most of us mm-hmm. let alone a want for most of us so you know i i give them a proper reality check very honestly if you go to motorsport teams you need to realize motorsport is a business so they're going to treat it like a business you know when you go to a belgian waffle and you ask for a waffle he's not going to remind you that you need to be on a diet he's going to sell you the waffle so when you go to a motorsport team they are going to want you to do their course or join their team and that's just how it is you know that's business so when you let's say go to a customer of belgian waffle and then ask him should i be buying this waffle or you know what he'll give you a different opinion which might be more to your face more upfront something that you'll actually have uh, knowledge about now right. to think about you know that's just how motorsport works so this is this is what i would do with everyone who asked me about my sport or about joining the sport simply because when i was younger i did not have that and i entered this sport more or less blindly i didn't know too much which meant that i was sort of wasting time not exactly wasting because i i too learned but i learned over a longer period of time when if someone told me to my face i might have not had to go through that entire period you know that would just be better right so i have three follow up questions So Go first of all you spoke about how you entered the sport so just tell us a little bit about your journey and how you were introduced to it I'll I'll ask the other questions later Okay cool so there were I feel when I look back today that there were dots in my life that had to connect together my mom only a couple years ago told me that 
she used to play with uh, sports cars toy cars and not dolls for instance when she was a kid my dad had gone to china or somewhere abroad and he bought this jacket which was lying in the cupboard for god knows how long and again like about 3 4 years ago i just i was cleaning his cupboard and i found this really thick jacket which was a mclaren formula 1 jacket and i'm like what are you doing with this he's like yeah i mean it's it's just in the cupboard and i'm like are you like insane like i i love this sport and you haven't told me that you right. have this like you know like even if it was a regular ferrari t-shirt with just a little logo i would go crazy because right. like wow it's related to my sport whatever you know so like this is connecting uh, sort of small dots but then my my brother was my brother is a very adventurous person i mean he taught me how to swim he taught me how to cycle uh paintball go karting all these things i did was i did with him and of course since he is five and a half years elder than me i always tried to be like him or do things like him be as funny as him you know <laughs> growing up so when when he used to go go karting i used to go go karting with him this is maybe 2016 2015 when i was you know just getting the thrill of what it feels like to go quick on four wheels and that's you know that's where i'd say it slightly started moving forward moving forward one very big turning point in my life was it was a very ordinary day i was sitting at home it was a week day and it was a school night and there was a movie on tv and my my dad my brother and a few other cousins of mine were sitting on my bed watching this movie and the movie was rush and i really enjoyed the movie and i and i appreciated how nikki lauda came back to the sport more than the wheel to wheel action it was how he returned to the spot his sort of like you know his determination to just get back and drive the car so these different different things and the biggest turning point out of all these things the reason why i even opted to join motorsport was because uh there's a camp for parsis who just finished their 10th standard it's a 30 day camp where we you know reach this place in the morning go back home in the evening and the camp actually happened right opposite my house which meant that i was not going to skip a single day and it it was for everyone who's just finished their icse uh, ssc whatever 10th board exams and i went there and we would get these different uh, we would have different seminars lectures on different topics architecture everything so a man by the name of rustam kesi patel comes along and he gives us a lecture on road safety now it was quite interesting all throughout it was not only the end that made me interested but in the end he mentioned that there was going to be a new go-karting track that was coming up in wadala i stay in dadar so it was like touching distance you know yeah. i was the happiest you know guy you could really spot there and the day it opened i went to the track with rusty rustam kasi patel we everyone calls him rusty so I went there with Rusty's nephew Kayan and Kayan is like Rusty a biking champion they're not into four wheel racing but two wheel racing so when this track opened Kayan and I hit the track and I wasn't aware that he was even at the track really Rustam but as soon as I got done with my go karting uh, he pulled me aside and he said you know where have you done your training and I said I have not done any training you know it's just me watching formula 1 or me playing video games and he was like you should really consider joining this sport there's a team called rio racing which is like the team that is at the track itself so he sort of introduced me to the team i you know got to know about them their achievements jian daruval has come up through rio racing so they're quite a reputable team and they're a racing academy as well so they had these racing courses and I I couldn't afford the yearly coaching but I could just about convince my parents to let me do these two courses they both lasted two days long over a weekend and that's how I actually entered motorsport Okay and then from there uh, did you start participating in competitions and then you realized when did you realize that okay I want to go for this and I'm taking it seriously and I'm going to participate in competitions and races and all of that So um it was something i noticed while going ahead with motorsport it was not something i noticed on a particular day so uh i remember very clearly after my second course these courses were pretty expensive i mean they still are but for a person who has uh, i mean 
not done too much sport before to ask his parents to allow me to do the most expensive sport out mm-hmm. there was not the best thing you know and uh i i did my second course really i had to convince my parents and they finally let me go especially because of the amount the course was for and once i got done with the course i i just noticed that dude like i really want to be at this track more and so i started working at the track because i needed to earn money to race and i noticed that i can't keep asking my dad i was 16 and i said that listen this is like you know it's time for me to maybe find out a way to be here more often without constantly asking my dad for the cash so it was it was august when i did my course september goes by october goes by november goes by december comes and there was a race weekend so in december i had registered only in one category i was eligible for three but i registered only for one category simply because of the money side of it and my dad said look it's your first time just go for one don't spend and do all three and god knows where you might stand or how you mm-hmm. might race just do do the simplest one so i chose the most sort of the simplest out of the three categories which was inter college there were about 50 people who participated in that god knows from how many states had they come down What's i qualified the age range six, like and uh, the age range is just college students so probably around 15 to 21 okay. i guess mm-hmm. and uh, yeah so i mean i did well there's like a pre qualifying that happens a few days before the race itself because there were so many categories we had to be broken up into further groups so out of all the 50 i qualified second and i missed pole by less than 0.1 of a second so it went you know decently well i'd say mm, and for your first i race. i was pretty excited it was a it was just a basic go-karting race but you know it went well and uh, my next few and my dad was there that race weekend he said that i will be there i borrowed a friend's helmet i went i bought the most the least expensive gloves i could just so that i had a pair of gloves in my hand because it was mandatory otherwise i would not even wear them and i uh, in my quarters i came first in my semis i came first in my finals i started on pole and unfortunately because of just the driver error being my rookie race i spun in my first lap first corner um, there was a whole bunch of cars they went around they managed to lap me and you know that's how my first race weekend came to an end so it was going so well and then out of nowhere like it just hit me you know that mm. like boom this is what it is like and uh sorry i'm sort of let's say elongating this bit but this was a very important part of my career simply because i went to my aunt's house literally where i am right now because my aunt's house is is like the most comfiest place for me i i enjoy really just the atmosphere here and uh i came to my aunt's house and i just went to the swimming pool i as soon as my fin- i finished my races i told my dad please just drop me to Marcy's house and just let me be there for a while so he's like no problem and we went there and uh, i went straight to the building pool and i was just trying to remove all the energy from my body by swimming screaming underwater you know at just under like trying to absorb what has just happened what have i done because i messed it up i know that no one else messed it up but me so you know i once i stepped out of the pool I was happy. I was like smiling and laughing and I was like what is going on? And I was laughing at myself that you idiot you did this. Okay, fine. Now it's fine. Next time, you know? Right. And this was like a very important bit and this was in December. Came January I noticed that okay, I really need to start working and being on track if I want to get this the next time I'm here, etc., etc. And that's when I decided to start working at the track. So I used to work and do everything from handle their events, manage customer inquiries, manage their social medias, uh, handle sponsorship deals. I used to even in my free time, uh, go to the garage just to clean the go karts. I didn't have enough knowledge to take apart an engine or repair anything, mm-hmm. so I would do as I could do. So uh, I would just clean the go karts in my free time. This was on my off days, just so that I could spend some more time. with the technicians with the carts understand how everything operates right. and it was awesome i enjoyed myself 
I had, I mean, I did my college everything side by side. I did, I had no, I wasn't doing videography at the time. I had all the time that I could afford to spend. And that's when I keep saying ever since then, it's just been all effort based. Yeah. It does require funds, but the more effort you put, you just sometimes make your opportunities. You know, you can't just sit back and just Expect wait things. for things. Right, right, right. So that's just how uh, it's sort of been for me. So I just had a question. So when you were working there, did you get paid for it? <laughs> so I would get uh, very straight up front. I would get 30 minutes of track time per week. It was not that bad for a college student. Because okay. it was it was great for me. I I would right. enjoy it. Yeah. It did come to a point where I felt like, wow, this is a lot of work that I'm doing for you know this much. Right. And and of course I was only sixteen, just turned seventeen, just getting into things. So I had no idea how things work, what a pay is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I, none of that stuff. I was an intern who did my job that I loved. That was it. Right. Okay. Okay, then um, you spoke about uh, asking people where they come from, like what's their locality when they ask you for like join before joining sports. What role does locality play and why is it an essential factor? Right. So I am very fortunate to say that there is a go-karting track right near my house. Now, uh, when I say right near, it's like, what, kilometer, two kilometers away. Now, the thing is that in India, motorsport, unheard of. The facilities, bare minimum. So if you're living in, let's say, one part of India, and there's a basic karting track, only three states away from you, mm-hmm. and you're not the most, the, the richest of the lot, to be in short, you're not going to be able to travel there in the first place. So that's your career sort of very much cut short right Right. there. It's just luck because tomorrow you've got a really rich guy in your neighborhood who says, you know, I want to promote motorsport Mm -hmm. and he ends up building a tractor. That's Mm -hmm. great for you. For me personally, I have, uh, it's a very basic karting track. Nonetheless, it is a karting track. It is where I grew up, where I learned, where a lot of other kids are today learning the Wadala Indy karting track. So, because that's there in my area, it's great. Today, I hear people saying, oh, I live in Kolaba. I have to come all the way to Wadala. Dude, there are people who live God knows where in India right. who need to travel to where in India to do this, you know? I know. So even for personally, when I need to race cars, I need to go all the way to Chennai to practice. I land there on Saturday. Sunday, I practice. Monday, I pack my bags and leave. And that's not a cheap trip, you know? And in general, motorsport is not cheap. So to add on the travel, the hotel stay, the right. food, it's just extremely, extremely expensive. But so why Chennai and not Vadala? Like, I didn't understand. So, right. So the tracks are very different. So the Chennai track, for instance, is an FIA graded track. So in motorsport, how, for instance, you would have, let's, to cut it very short, you have Wankade Stadium and you have your school playground. It's just that you can't have a World Cup match in your school playground. But you can, let's say, have your small cricket match from your school playground in Wankare. But whatever. That's that's my point. So you got to go to a better track to practice with, in short, faster cars. And even the cars sometimes are only allowed on certain tracks. For instance, the Wadala track can't have a certain type of go-kart being driven around it. Because it's not got the certification. Oh. The certification has has to match the certification of the carts that are being driven there. That's how motorsport functions for a lot of different reasons. So there's a lot that goes into a track. The the uh, Let's say the layout of the track, the runoff space when a car goes off track. What is the gap? How fast are these cars traveling down? It, you know, a lot of different things have to be taken into consideration. Just and it's very expensive to get these things intact alone because resurfacing of a very basic karting track can cost you around five crores, you know, just resurfacing it. So who's going to want to even build yeah. something like this? And then comes even just speaking about the tracks, unfortunately, 
because there's less craze you've got less people who want to go here you've got the costs at 800 rupees for 5 minutes who's going to want to spend 800 bucks to enjoy for 5 minutes mm. you know that's expensive for me at least right. so you know no, it's 100%. not yeah 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 you need a lot of funds you need right facilities and unfortunately we don't have the facilities for it so locality matters a lot right okay and uh, since you spoke about you working at the race track i wanted to know if there was like what are the few things or what is maybe the one thing that you learned there that maybe no textbook or nothing in school could teach you a lot of different things most importantly i learned that connects will be the most important thing in your life and being who you are is like super important not once did i meet someone at the track and say that he looks like a really rich guy i need to be really nice to him and the next guy who came to me i noticed that he's only doing the cheapest karting and i was like i can just avoid talking to mm-hmm. him that was not the way i approached my life and i approached people in general so the way i was i was myself i was open i was interactive and just let's say respectful of who the person is how they might be responding because at the end of the day you're dealing with customers everyone's not going to be the same right. so i learned that connects is very important in life i also learned uh, a lot about uh, in school we were always been we always had deadlines we always were being pushed to do something in basic life or when you work you won't have that push so if you don't do it no one's going to tell you to do it but at the end of the day nobody suffers but you so if you don't work your heart out then yeah. really don't expect anyone to tell you to do anything and even if you do work your heart out don't expect anyone to tell you anything apart from maybe once in a while good job you yeah. know that's it yeah. so i never ever learned in school that crap i'm grateful for my teachers being behind my ass you know yeah. today i don't have my teachers bms so now my schedule is all over maybe if i was in school having someone tell me you have to do this by today i'd get it done mm-hmm. who knows so i try living my life actually as if i as if i was in school telling myself that you have to get this done otherwise it might not get done if i don't push myself to do it so a lot of different things i learned at that track mm-hmm. i learned about work ethic i learned about how to uh, to an extent even stand for yourself when you need to how to approach situations how to take up different things at one time a lot of different things okay so since you spoke about standing up for yourself has there been an incident if you'd like to share okay uh not that i can really think of mm-hmm. standing myself would just be uh noticing or uh, what i'm capable of and what i should be doing mm-hmm. for let's say what i uh, would be getting as an employee for instance that's that's just what i learned i mm-hmm. wouldn't say that there was a situation or a time where i needed to make use of myself in that manner right. but that's just something you learn i'd say when you work and at the end of the day your first boss the impression that your first boss creates might last with you for a very long long time and it might make you see your next boss in the same light mm. that's just how some things are and to my fortune my boss was more or less always uh, looking after me so i'm very grateful for that okay so you mentioned about lack of infrastructure what are the other like really big red flags when it comes to motorsports in india if there are any other infrastructure and information that's that's just mm-hmm. what you need how can you expect a sport to grow when you don't have people who are bothered and you don't have people who are bothered because there's no information and there mm-hmm. is no information because there's nothing to write information on why would they write about motorsport in saudi arabia mm-hmm. why not do something in india biggest roles abroad are played by the government in motorsport you have the governments who own the tracks who manage the tracks and over here india says that motorsport mind you there's a the word sport is in motorsport is being called an entertainment so there has to be a tax of 30% on everything we do because it's an entertainment 
that's not that doesn't seem that fair mm-hmm. and i mean we do live in a country which you know there is a lot of support that is needed in a lot of different places in india for a lot of different reasons that mm-hmm. i completely understand but to push down more sport to that level is not necessary you know so maybe some some more interest can be given to the sport and that's just the way i would see it agreed especially with the awareness part i think that uh, since we were kids especially in pre primary and primary whenever we've learned about sports and we were introduced to that concept we've always seen such in tendulkar's picture sanya nehwal's picture and like you know this very conventional sports and on the podcast we had um, a national level ice hockey player and uh, he was he spoke about the same thing that you know about recognition and if you were supposing given a choice how would you incorporate a little information in the education system itself if hopefully the it's new ed- so- yeah not too difficult it's something that i have been actually trying to take a step to do which is mm-hmm. since uh, re- remember when i said connects are the biggest part of everything right. so i was able to get in touch with a uh, school principals teachers at a very high level at different schools colleges universities and uh, it was going great sort of before covid because my aim was actually to speak about motorsport to see who all are interested you know just to draw attention towards this sport tell people that look there is something like this that actually exists that you can mm-hmm. learn about and very honestly motorsport is not it's not the driver that's just there it's you've got an entire team they just get overlooked most of the time but you can be part of that team you can be an engineer you can be part of the hospitality department you can be part of uh you know like the department that takes care of let's say ui ux like solving all these different small small problems when when we're at a race weekend you know for instance mm-hmm. when you've got motor homes that are being built at race tracks in a single day you've got to figure out how efficiently this can be built how it can be built how much space is required what is required when drivers are at that level can we just put them in a tiny room or we need to accommodate them in this way that way there are so many things logistics plays a huge role in motorsport so there are so many different departments that are there even the you know like let's say the physiotherapists that are there we have regular therapy sessions for drivers as well because this is a sport where you compete and there is this much that you can do there is this much that your car can do and then there comes luck so like any other sport you know things can get very draining at times so a lot of people even at a very high level do take therapy so what i'm trying to say is that this industry is connected to a lot more other industries so when people not necessarily are interested in becoming a race driver what they might want to do can be associated to motorsport a guy who loves to cook and who also loves cars might become might become a chef for a team in motorsport mm-hmm. who knows you know so they just don't know that these things might even be there out there for them to choose from right. so you got to you got to give the people information and it's just like so saddening sometimes to know that this information is even if you google it what do you google when do you when you go to a medic and you ask him for medicine cuz your head hurts and he gives you one uh, tablet you won't even know there's a second one until he tells you about it right. so there's just lack of information there's it's nothing more so the way i would do it is uh since i have now done an entire championship in car racing i can say that i am you know let's say a driver who's got sufficient experience to talk from my own experience and help uh, people out you know and especially i wanted to do it uh, i am i am from st mary's school so i spoke to my principal and they were very keen on going ahead with this unfortunately the whole covid thing sort of dulled everything down mm. and it's not let's say gone forward from there that's all okay um another question that i had was what is the risk factor involved in uh, what certain health criteria that you need to meet before considering to get into this so um the thing is motorsport is not taken very seriously in india is what i would say so most of the drivers 
aren't the fittest of the fittest mm-hmm. i uh, at my race weekend in madras the the amount of people who smoke is insane so Can you afford to smoke like don't you need your lung capacity I, to be great i mean it all comes down to how serious a driver is about their own health about their own career and at the end of the day personal choice if a driver loves to drink and he wants to drink hopefully not during a race weekend if he wants to drink he drinks that's that's just personal choice so for me i i'm not an alcoholic i i don't smoke don't do any sort of anything you know and that's just how i am that's how i treat myself especially because i would say i do it this way because i came from the side which was not the best side i was mm-hmm. like sort of more or less obese as a kid i had some more of a transformation so when i did i noticed the importance of maintaining that level of respect for your own body and when you get a shot at living your dream and you let's say do something that's injurious to health in a way that's in a way throwing away opportunities or not taking full advantage of your opportunities right. you know a lot of people out there would die to just be in that seat and if you drive very la- in a very lazy manner and you don't be bothered about such things it's not the right thing to do when you have that opportunity you're living your dream you're not doing it justice right so no, I... on that aspect it's very important to be a healthy athlete and of course the other thing is in general being physically fit uh, racing is an endurance sport which means it puts a lot of uh, like it uses up a lot of your stamina you got to have a lot of that i'd say and your body has to be built in a certain way your you know your glutes need to be uh you need to work more on your glutes compared to your right. upper body you need to have a very lean structure if you're shorter it's actually better for a race driver because the center of gravity in a car is lower right. all these things help right. you out a lot they just go overlooked simply because in india the racing is at a very uh low level mm. so they for like they think because the level is low they can too they too can be at a slightly lower level that's not the way mm. i would see things if i want to reach a higher level and i'm at a lower level i will perform and i will treat my body as if i am at that higher level right so that's just personal preference i would say there's no criteria mm. and of course at the end of the day if you're in a go kart and you weigh 5 kilos or 10 kilos more you're dead because that's that's added weight for no reason right so since you spoke about it being consuming physically i'm sure it must be consuming mentally also and you did speak about therapists and all but has it ever taken a toll on you in a way where like you know you have questioned your choice of taking it forward that's if you like to answer I, yeah yeah for sure so i would say there were there are there have been uh, there definitely have been moments where i you know have have been thinking in my mind about certain things where my body is slightly tired uh, a very uh, good example of when my body was tired was it was my last race of my pro senior uh, karting championship 2020 january can't remember the date and um, friday i had an exam saturday and sunday were race weekends i was participating in every category i could which meant that i had a good 12 races on saturday nine races or something on sunday all different categories just going for it you know so my last race on that sunday uh i had to really push because my car turned out to there was a little bit of a problem which meant that initially in the race my car was not able to gain speed so mm-hmm. i i was at first and i was falling down 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 i fell to fifth and eventually like i was just trying to get back get back and those were 30 lap races so i pushed as hard as i could that's the most i've ever pushed in a race in my life i would say to gain uh, time and uh, places and i finished third eventually just behind the the top 2 and uh, when i went home the next day i had an accounts paper i didn't even remember i i had it until my brother told me on the way back mm-hmm. and um, I think it was 4 or 5 a.m. I just got up out of nowhere. I had cramps all over my uh, my like my ribs over there and that was 
pretty painful so mm. that there, there are a few times where it's physically like intense mentally there have been moments i have just been uh, fortunate enough to not have the worst moments i've been fortunate enough to be slightly positive minded to have to an extent people who have also given me enough support encouragement mm. just move and that's that's how it's been i mm. mean when like when i've come from let's say a situation where i've had bare minimum all throughout let's say my entire karting career and fighting against people who've had their fancy equipment their own go karts and your in your rental trying to catch them you know yeah. just because of that when you when you come into the real world of car racing i'd say like it's good because in a way you've just learned so much that you no longer think also that you are needing to apply something mm-hmm. when you let's say crash out of a race and you go oh, crap okay i crashed out and then you go all right on to the next one you're not even telling yourself that i need to do this i need to do this that's a great thing so i mean for me let like i said fortunately i have just been able to be positive minded to be i have i've been positive um, enough to go through whatever i have dealt with i've had some nice people alongside my alongside me and it's it's been all right nothing major at all that's really good to hear and more positivity to you i just Thank wanted you. to know that like so you you spoke about a positive mindset and uh, so what goes on in your mind before a race are you thinking that okay i'm going to win this what what's there the goal is always to score maximum points and maximum points means finishing first so in a way you do think that okay i am starting p3 he's starting p2 i'm on the inside of the track he's on the exit uh, on the outside this is what might happen this is what could happen this is my goal right when he might do this but at the end of the day it is so unpredictable that when when the flag drops the bullshit stops and you just go so then it all comes down to you driving that's that's practically mm-hmm. and of course it also on what you are driving the car how it is it does matter to an extent so uh yeah when i begin my race i try being as cool as possible as calm as possible as happy i sometimes sing i sometimes speak to myself in general just basic things i i mainly check my car i stamp on the brakes i check the clutch all these different different yeah. things you know and um, since i'm talking about checking these things the race where i spoke about my car had an issue it wasn't able to pick up speed i was very fortunate that i did a check on my car because i you know when we line up on the grid we get that one lap that we do and i found out that okay my brake has this problem my accelerator has this problem my throttle the wire wasn't pulling this that this that so in the little time that we got um, and again because i used to work at that place the mechanics and technicians who were there who were fixing the cars they really just loved me you know as a as a person so i remember so clearly i was starting and i said there's a problem with my car and the there were a whole group of them just surrounding my car saying you know what's wrong with jamie's car we got to get it fixed we got to do this we got to do that and that's also a reason why it's very important to maintain great relations with your technicians with your right. team and that just gets overlooked by audience fans and sometimes even drivers which is not the best thing so uh yeah that's that's all right have there been any funny or embarrassing or maybe some awkward experiences or moments while racing or off track right so on this same weekend where i was racing in these different categories etc i had to ensure that i was eating you know and just consuming drinks whatever just having something in my body i i was i was at this canteen like it's a nearby sort of thing to the track and i had just finished an entire like portion of fries loaded with cheese all over and sometimes when these things go delayed they'll they'll tell you if it's 11:30 and we've said 11:35 whether it happens at 11:30 11:32 11:33 11:35 you have to be ready it won't ever happen before time that's what they assure us so uh it was delayed and then out of the blue they've made an announcement that these drivers need to race and i just ate my food so when i went out it was my amateur category i think i started first and 
the race went good. I won the race. And whilst I was racing, I, <laughs> I threw up in my mouth and I said, right, what do I need to do? So I swallowed it back up and I just continued racing. So that's, oh my God. <laughs> um, that's something that's happened. Mm. And uh, that's the actual that's, endurance. <laughs> that's what comes to my mind when you say any funny moment. Can't think of too many, but mm. this is surely right. So you must have been giving so many um interviews by now and so many articles. And I just wanted to know what are the few questions that you are bored of and that you would not like answering so that for future interviewers they know what not to ask i enjoy very honestly speaking i enjoy speaking with someone who is simply interested you know i don't like ranting but i i appreciate when someone wants to know more and i can tell him more about something so i am not ever bored of any questions i could have 10 interviewers ask me uh what has today looked like or how mm-hmm. was your day been i'm more than happy answering these things it's great to have different questions coming in and it's great to inform the audience about different parts of my life as well i wouldn't ever be bored to answer anything really yeah that's a good thing <laughs> Okay, um, coming to media and representation, especially let's deal with Bollywood. So there are some action sequences and they're really unrealistic at times. So could you give like a reality check with what happens actually versus what is shown? If there's any movie or any scene or just generally. So uh, Bollywood, Hollywood both, they have quite a few movies that are slightly unrealistic. I can't necessarily think of uh like the first thing that comes to mind is Fast and the Furious and I think everyone by now knows that there are a lot of things that are very unrealistic that that would be like one in one billion chances of those things happening so that's I mean that's just given mm-hmm. uh that's that's practically it the way I see it I am in a way glad that even if it's even if there's a guy who's driving off of roofs landing on other rooftops they're showing cars someone's looking at it that guy might get interested in cars he might want to learn about it mm. there we go that's right. that's great you know help motor sport mm. automotive industry that's the way i see it right so would you say that if somebody wants to start understanding and getting to know would you say drive to survive is the best show to go ahead with it I if I was asked should I watch Drive to Survive to learn more about Formula 1 or about motorsport I wouldn't say yes simply because that show it's a show it's made to create let's say it's made to add this masala and spice mm-hmm. so that people watch the show so that people start watching Formula 1 it's great for the sport it's not a great way to teach people about the sport simply because what they're showing most of the times is not exactly accurate and i would rather they show uh, it's great to see behind the scenes even as a fellow driver who doesn't get access to such stuff you know it's great to see behind the scenes but then you've also got to show the more real part and you've you've got to make it less drama more racing if you're right. going to say where you can learn racing from if you're going to say this is where uh, you can spend your 2 hours and get some entertainment out of sure go ahead add what you want to it but then you can't say that this is a place that will teach people about motorsport that's not it this is a place that gets people excited about motorsport to learn that's mm-hmm. it right so would you suggest any particular movie or a series to somebody who wants to actually learn so my all time favorite movie that is a, a documentary all time favorite associated to motorsport you can say is a movie called one one and if you type life on limit one you'll probably get it on the internet it's a documentary where a lot of different drivers from complete different eras have been interviewed have been asked about incidents in their life everyone from the commentator today in formula 1 martin brundle is over there discussing his career in formula 1 they speak about how motorsport actually has evolved from the pre-war era before formula 1 even existed to today till today it's got michael schumacher nikki lauda louis hamilton jensen button everyone sebastian vettel everyone until 2012 they've you know really covered a lot of it so it's a great great uh, 
documentary to see to really understand the price of gro- glory as a driver what are they racing for is it about the money is it about the fame is it about wanting to drive right. you learn a lot of these different things on this documentary and it's it's i wouldn't say it, it will instill fear but it will just open your eyes up to a lot of mm. different things in but right um so my final question would just be like what is your main goal and your ultimate purpose with respect to this entire career step that you've taken right so i go with the flow i enjoy the way things are right now and i hope i am able to be part of motorsport my ultimate goal is to be uh is to do endurance racing in gt cars so uh that's that's my ultimate goal and uh something that i do want to also be able to do is to be able to coach students to have maybe my own academy to do something associated to motorsport where i can help and of course this would also be funding my own career in a way right. so i as a driver need to provide for myself and motorsport is not a place where you earn a living if you are a driver so you have to be able to if you want to be part of motorsport you either do something outside of motorsport to make your to you know get your bread and butter or you try doing it within motorsport by maybe being a coach so coaching people is something i need is something i want to do for my own gain and also because i i mean everyone who does any right. sort of professional mm. for gain but i would really want to do this uh just to guide people and just to be able to help in a way right just a quick question so if you are representing a team you don't get paid for that even if you are racing for them you pay the team so it's supply demand to an extent and it's it's very very capital intensive the team doesn't pay you to drive for them simply because it's their car on a track that mm-hmm. does not belong to in a championship hosted by someone else mm-hmm. they have zero interest in uh, enduring these costs why would they so the driver incurs the cost and the driver makes this much that's it so as a race driver the best thing you can get is paid that's for sure the next best thing is getting a free drive which means if you're so great these teams will pay for you to race but you don't get paid anything it's it's basically nullified the next Got best it. thing i mean the i'd say the slightly lower than that would be getting a discounted drive if the team things are all right you have potential or maybe the team just likes you and they don't want you to pay as much whatever <laughs> they give you a discount and of course the step after that is paying the whole amount there's actually a step lower than that so when you race in a team you have teammates and if you're a complete rookie with you know the team does not really trust that you have any capability and you're just doing it simply because you need to start and you have the money in a way they'll actually ask for you to pay for the teammate as well so are you kidding teammate, me no so that teammate could one day be you when you are such a superior senior driver mm. and there's an absolute rookie who wants to join he'll ask you can you race with me please i'll pay for you that's how it is that's the biggest reality so, check i've got in this whole conversation so motorsport it has a lot of money revolving around mm. you have to figure out how you can push the money either towards yourself or towards the team without it coming out of your pocket that's right. that's makes sense okay from my side i'm done if you have anything else to say or you want to share you can go ahead i am comfortable answering really anything you have like a rapid fire you want to do you have like silliest questions or funniest questions like do your friends make fun of you or like what do is they, what what judgments have been passed have there been any <laughs> most people just think that uh, uh <laughs> so people think it's more or less a flex to be a race driver you know a race driver that's so cool but very honestly i prefer if people who don't know me don't know that i race simply because the way they might see you changes and there have been a few occasions where i've speaking where i've been speaking to girls and they've thought that when i say i drive uh 
I just drive for a living. They thought I'm a taxi driver, and I let them think that. I enjoy that because it just shows me. Why? How? What they... One second. <laughs> how do you enjoy that? Because I I basically enjoy people treating me just like a person. Like I a don't. Honest, yeah. I'm not a fan of that. I am. I'm a simple person who just wants simple things, and it's just nice to have. or no great people i'm a very open person so i have whatever conversation with whoever as long as they're just straight upfront people i have no problem really talking or discussing with a person so even when they think i'm a taxi driver i let them think that way and just see how they might see me he's a taxi driver i don't want to talk to him anymore you know who knows mm. but that's <laughs> so, like that's a good measure to even judge how the other person thinks like you get a lot yeah that's I rather they just not know I'm a race driver until they find out more about me as a mm. person, you know. So, have you had any experiences where anyone stalked you or something, and like you've got questions that are not particularly revolving around your career? In what sense? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just random DMs or something like that. Uh, like. people who got in touch with me because they know i race and then they yeah, asked yeah, me yeah. something yeah 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 probably i mean nothing that completely comes to mind but i if i get a message from someone if that person has let's say put in time to send a response to me then i should ensure that i put in the time to respond back to that person that's right. number 1 number 2 uh usually these guys are just wanting more information mm-hmm. because they the information so I give that, and if someone ever asks me something outside my personal life, as long as it's not something incredibly personal or idiotic, then I go ahead and answer. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, I think, I think this has been a like one hour twenty minute conversation, and I'm sorry for making you speak so much, <laughs> but no, I enjoyed. But I, I enjoyed. Enjoy. Yeah, thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. For watching short bite-sized videos of this podcast, follow us on Instagram. We engage with our audience and give everyone a chance to share their experiences in the form of interactive polls and a lot more fun activities happen over there. Also, give us feedback and let us know how you like the episode by sending us a DM on the link attached below or send in a mail at the storytruck@gmail.com. Until next time keep inspiring mm-hmm.